Welcome to the GATA Podcast, the podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. With every episode, you'll get a variety of topics regarding Georgia football. That includes a recap of the week's events, recruiting, and the state of the team. Subscribe now to keep up to date. appreciate this with all my heart. You don't know how much I do appreciate it. I love every one of you. And screw Florida and the beauty that came in here. Tennessee playing what amounts to a 4-4 fake. And there's a touchdown! Touchdown, my God, a touchdown! We threw it to, we threw it to Haynes. My God almighty, did you see what he did? We just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. On the 27, it's second down and 12. We go wild dog with Sony. Nauta goes in motion left. Snap it to Michelle. He's running to the left. Angling, 25-20. Got a block for Brock. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Dogs win it. We're headed to Atlanta. Welcome back to the GATA podcast. It is Monday, March 15th, and tomorrow is the big day. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we're getting back to normal, folks. Get ready. Brace yourselves. Spring practice starts tomorrow. I am absolutely thrilled at this. Absolutely thrilled. Um. It, it feels like a long time coming. Uh, I know we had, I know we had our normal football season, but we didn't have this last year, and it's just making me super excited to see what's going on. But there's a lot to uh, kind of dive into with what to expect this spring count. Uh, I think you look at uh, a couple things uh, that are kind of given here. And we'll talk more about them as the show goes on. But obviously, one thing you look at is injuries. Let's hope that everybody stays healthy. Um, but then you're gonna, you know, then you're gonna have some real question marks and and keep your eyes uh, on sp- uh, maybe a few positions, right? I think you look at uh, your offensive line, obviously. Um, also, you can look at the secondary, uh, and, and I'd like to see some stuff uh, along the offense, uh, build some chemistry. Um, and and let's talk a little bit about linebacker too. Um, but before we dive in, a uh, couple things in recruiting um, for high four-star uh, receiver Evan Stewart decommits from the Longhorns. Um, Georgia's in on him very hard. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, he was. All, I saw him say something about almost committing to te- uh, to Georgia before pulling the trigger there. Um, so if Obviously, he decommits from Texas. Uh, coming back, um, you know, if I think if he doesn't go to Texas, I think he comes to the SEC. Um, you look at Georgia. Uh, I think you could also look at Bama, uh, Florida as well. Uh, so that one's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, I, I think looking into it, the the dead period opening back up, uh, you know, 
it's looking more and more likely that that's going to happen. So, you know, there's a possibility not just Evan Stewart himself, uh, but lots of kids might decommit that are currently committed right now. Uh, and, and it's really nothing against any school. I think you have to look at it as since it, kids have the ability to go take visits. Uh, that's a big deal. Um, so if that happens, you know, there's a possibility that you're going to have a bunch of guys decommit, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, and that honestly will help Georgia. I, I, I believe it can help Georgia. At the end of the day, it could hurt them, but we'll see. Uh, I think the guys that we have in the fold right now, I think, are pretty set and, and rightfully so. Um, but anything can happen. Anything can happen. Um, you know, obviously, upcoming, we got uh, at the end of the month, uh, Malachi Starks uh, is supposed to be committing at the 25th. Um, you know, obviously, Georgia uh, holds the predictions uh, according to 24 7, but you cannot count out Clemson. And Alabama, you cannot count them out. Um, I think this one's more than likely going to be a Clemson uh, Georgia battle. Um, I think it's going to be tough. I, I wouldn't say it's 100% Georgia. Um, I do think that you know it will be a a, a good thing to have um, if you get him. I think you have to get him right. I think you have to get Malachi Starks. He's got to commit to Georgia. Uh, you cannot let this guy go out of state. You just can't. Um, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see, right? Uh, if he come, if he commits, what happens to the rest of the secondary and recruiting? Um, you know, honestly, I, I think you still, you know, Kirby and company are going to sit there and, and recruit the hell out of that position, right? The whole secondary. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, also, I think you have to look at uh, another guy. Now, track-wise, this kid ran a blaze, I think 10.5, 10 10.5 10 or 10.6 100-meter. Uh, Isaiah Bond, um, he uh, I, I, he's, he's very heavy. Georgia's going after him pretty heavy as well, uh, listed as an athlete. Uh, I think you can look at him as being a receiver for Georgia. Uh, so that's another name to be on the lookout for. Um, a lot of stuff going down. A lot of stuff going down. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on in recruiting. But um, after this break, we're gonna hop and we're, we're gonna hop in and we're going in depth on the Georgia spring practice starting tomorrow. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about spring practice starting tomorrow, and that should be the main thing on every Georgia Bulldogs fan's mind. If it's not on yours, it's definitely on mine. Uh, I've been waiting for it for a very long time uh, since January 1st. But even before then, you know, last year we didn't have that opportunity, didn't have that luxury. Um, you know, get these get these spring practices and obviously leading up to G-Day, you know, everybody's looking forward to G-Day, uh, April 17th, um, which news is, if you've never heard yet, uh, sold out already. So that's good. Um, I expect a lot of rowdy and rambunctious Bulldogs fans there, even if it is just a glorified scrimmage. But it's always fun to see what happens as a culmination um, of spring practice. So before I even start on what I want to look at and, and what I think Georgia needs to focus on, you know, let's just talk about maybe a little bit of importance, uh, why spring practices matter so much. 
you know, last year we didn't have spring practices, as did anybody in the NCAA. Um, you know, considering the circumstances, it wouldn't be that difficult. However, uh, in Georgia's case, obviously, you know that there was a thing called uh, a new offensive coordinator that took place, right? And obviously, with that comes a new uh, offensive scheme. Uh, as you can tell, uh, it's definitely a change from the past, um, where you're looking to pass more, and and I'm and that's honestly generally accepted, I think, uh, for a lot of Bulldogs fans. And that's like I said, I loved seeing it. Um, you know, without the without the uh, spring practices, fall, you know, summer camps, all that stuff. You know, it made it very difficult uh, for us to go out there and implement the offense and execute at a high level. And obviously with JT Daniels at the start of the season, not ready to go, kind of made it a little hectic in my opinion, uh, the season anyways. But if we had spring practice, you're looking at opportunities for these guys to fully implement into the system. And you wouldn't see mistakes as much, right? There's always going to be mistakes. The theory is obviously you get chances to kink, uh, work those kinks out. Um, so for anybody that, you know, kind of overlooks spring practices, this is why you shouldn't, right? A lot of these guys, especially the freshmen, and this is their first chance to show, you know, what they're about uh, to, you know, to their coaches. Um, you know, just an example, this so far, and this ain't even the, obviously tomorrow is the start of this, but just in the winter workouts, you have a couple of names getting thrown around, you know, Chaz Chambliss and, and Brock Bowers, Brock Bowers already turning heads. Um, you know, I think he's going to, he's going to play a huge part this year. Uh, I, he's going to get on the field. I, I, there's no question about that. Uh, how much is to be determined? Um, Obviously, you do have Darnell Washington there, but Brock Bauer's skill set is just something that you can't uh, replicate. So he's going to get on the field, and I think his skill set will let him do that, and I think he'll thrive uh, as a freshman. But then you go back to Chas Chambliss. And, you know, this guy, you know, obviously I think he'll get some chances as the linebackers uh, for this year uh, in the spring. Uh, just due to, you know, N'Kobe Dean – and, and MJ Sherman uh, kind of mending off their injuries. Chas Chandler is a workout freak, right? Like that's what you want because it instills that, you know, that physical culture, right? The hard work and blue collar type culture that you need. Um, challenging people, things like that. That's what Georgia needs to elevate ourselves into a national title team, right? We're always talked about as, you know, going into the season, national title contenders. Maybe it's maybe it's a culture change, right? Maybe it's just that change, and, and and it all starts in the practice, right? You practice how you you play, how you practice. If you practice hard and, and you put a hundred percent effort all the time, not saying these guys don't, but if you take it and you mean it like that, there's a good chance that you and with the talent that Georgia has, you know that there should be no reason why we can't win a national title. But we've got to put the work on the field. It starts with spring practices. Um, obviously, as the spring practices continue, we're going to see more. We're more than likely going to hear more uh, what's coming out and how how offense is doing, how defense is doing. Typically, how these things go, the defense will be ahead 
of the offense. And, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, it could be, it could be different, right? It could be different, but typically you hear the defense being ahead of the offense and that's okay. Um, but when we, when it comes to spring practices though, like I said, one of the things you really have to do is avoid your injuries. Um, you have, you know, we have several guys right now, uh, two that I already mentioned, MJ Sherman, Nicobe Dean, but then you look at the receivers, right? You look at Marcus Roseme, you look at, uh, or Marcus Roseme, Jack Sane, I should say, and um, Dominic Blaylock. Now, Dominic's coming off of it, uh, didn't play a lot. You know, Marcus happened in the cocktail party, so I don't expect him at all. Uh, you know, you probably won't see those four guys in, in, the, in the spring, and that's okay. I'd rather have them in the, in the fall when the actual season starts. Uh you know, get the mental reps and everything like that, but definitely focus on, you know, getting these guys healthy. That's in my, that's in my opinion, one of the most important things you can do. So all four of those guys are going to be contributors in, in some fashion, obviously N'Kobe Dean, we know, and then Marcus Roseme and Don Blaylock. You know, a lot of people forgot about Don Blaylock last year. Uh, when you look at the emergence of Burton, obviously George Pickens, you know, it's it's easy to overlook these guys. So with with those guys coming back, this just proves how deep Georgia is right now at the receiver position. Period. Right. And and like I said, with with MJ and Nicobe out, you need to take uh, experience. And what I would do is you take, you know, this is a perfect time for freshmen. Right. You look at Small Mondin, Xavier Sori, obviously Quay Walker as well, Tresman Marshall. You know, these guys are going to get a lot more reps in the spring in the spring. And that's what they need, right? Don't really know how they're going to play out in regards to uh Sori and Mondin. But it's always good to get these reps. Because you you never know what the spring and the fall camps are going to look like. Typically, your fall camps, you're going to see your starters get the reps. And, and honestly, that's rightfully so. Do remember, we do play Clemson September 4th to start the season. You got to be ready. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. You got to be ready. So these guys need to take advantage of the spring. Obviously, these guys get healthy. Take advantage of the reps. Period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Be ready. If 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 Georgia can sit here and avoid injuries and obviously get these guys back on track and get them healthy, there's no question that Georgia's won the offseason or the the spring camps just that right there I do think you look at uh, kind of moving on from injuries and things like that I think you look at the offense that's one that's one of the things that I want to see uh is the chemistry right we take advantage of the chemistry with a lot of reps you know who's going to come out right who's going to have this kind of breakout and when it comes to receivers it, it, it to me there's so many options at receiver Obviously, you have George, you know, George Pickens, and you look at J- uh, Jermaine Burton. I think he's going to be a threat, but you also have Kieras, Arian Smith, which I think has to have a breakout year. Arian Smith will be the guy to break out the offense and expand it to a point where we've never seen it, at least since Aaron Murray, in my opinion. He just has the pure speed to break out um, and, and make things happen. And that's something that we need to do is and get them on the same page, right? 
There was a couple underthrows that uh, JT Daniels threw. You know, almost one overthrow to Pickens, but Pickens kind of saved him there. A lot of things are, you know, a lot of chemistry is going to be uh, built here. I should, or you, we should all expect that anyway. And, you know, I think that'll also tell us, you know, what niches these guys have uh, in the receiving room. There's no question that you have to get these guys ready. I think Darnell Washington is going to have a breakout year too. You have to get Darnell the ball, especially in space. If you get him in the middle of the field, we saw what happens. He's hard to bring down. There's no question about that. So get him in space and let him go to work. But also, Arian Smith can take the top off the defenses. George Pickens, obviously, you just throw it to him. It's a 50-50 situation. You know, that kind of makes Jermaine and and Kiaris. You know, I want to see them more intermediate to deep routes as well. If you really look at Kiaris and Jermaine, now, Jermaine had one great game um, at Mississippi State, and that's where we saw him actually take the top off the defense and get get behind these guys a couple times. For the most part, though, it was kind of a short to intermediate for both of those guys. Let's see what happens if you can get them into intermediate routes, right? Become more of a threat. Obviously, it's going to happen, and you're and, and JT Daniels got weapons. He'll have weapons at all aspects of the field. You have your you have your dump off. You can look at Cook or your running backs, but you also look at obviously Pickens. You have him as a weapon anywhere on the field. You have Arian Smith. You should be able to take the top off of defenses, burn teams deep. You know, basically the kind of speed that we haven't had since McColl. And obviously, you have Jermaine Burton and all them. They can sit there and still run routes very well and, and you know, beat people that way. This is a perfect time to to implement the offense, open the playbook, and let these guys work and, and learn this and come out blazing when it comes to Tennessee – or not Tennessee, but Clemson, period. I, I definitely think that's a key right there. Um, if, if we can sit there and obviously avoid injuries – and get these guys some experience and the chemistry and build these. And it's just going to be beautiful come September 4th. It will. Um, you know, and that's what, like I said, that's I, everybody's going to keep their eyes on the offense and rightfully so. But obviously with the offense, you also have to look at the offensive line, right? And I think you're going to have to basically give everything a shot. Um, you know, you want to make sure that the right guys are in the right positions. The starting five is set. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys. I, I, you know, I, I think you could look at uh, Broderick and, and Mims. You know, who's going to fit that left tackle, right? You know, is it McClendon? Does McClendon go to right tackle, right? There's so many questions there. So finding the guys along the offensive line is going to be crucial, right? Obviously, Clemson's defensive front seven is going to pose a bunch of problems regardless of how good any five guys that we put out there is going to be. They're going to cause problems. So make sure that we find the right five. You know, do you look at Justin Schaefer, Erickson, McClendon? Like I said, they started, you know, they started multiple games uh, last year. Uh, And, you know, you kind of have to figure them into, you know, different whatever position battle you look at. Um, obviously we have tons of potential, right? Like, like I said, you look at 
you look at Broderick and you look at Mims and Tate Ratledge, right? Some of those guys, Cedric Von Prawn, you know, at center, you know, who's, you know, I think you could see, definitely see uh, Cedric Von Prawn start at center. There's a po- good possibility of that, but that's going to be the key right there. I expect the whole offensive line to be set and, and just go to war, right? For, to see who comes out on top and who starts where, um, and it's a good problem to have that much talent for Matt Luke. It really is. You know, it's not like you have to sit there and hope that one guy steps up, you know, to take over for a lot of guys that you lost. We still we have so much guys returning back that, you, you know, now it's just a matter of who does better. If You, you know, and, and that's and like I said, that's a good thing. But definitely going to have to sit here and expect the whole offensive line to sit there and just have a all-out war for – basically battling to see who's our starting five. And I think, obviously, as as the motto says, iron sharpens iron, that's going to happen. That's going to happen, and the top rough guy, the five guys that start, I think will be experienced, they'll go, and, it will, and they'll be set. But obviously, I think you can move some guys and rotate in, and that's okay. But those five guys that start are going to, you know, they're they're going to be ready to go, and they're going to have to be ready to go like I said, Clemson comes September fourth. It's gonna be it's gonna be a war. It really will. But going up against Jordan Davis, going up against Trey, uh, Trayvon Walker, Adam Anderson, you know that whole defense. Our defense practice after practice after practice. They'll be as ready as they're gonna be. They're, that's just the way that's gonna be. You look at the center and the guards, obviously Jordan Tavis, um, Jalen Carter, all those guys. Obviously Adam Anderson, Nolan Smith, Trayvon Walker, Quay Walker, all those guys on the outside and the backers. Tackle's going to get some work too. Well, if, if whoever is the five that start come September 4th, they'll be ready. They will be ready. But they're gonna have their hands work. They're gonna have a. They're gonna have a handful. There's no question. Absolutely no question that Clemson's gonna come. Absolutely ready to go. And that's what I want. I really want that. I want our guys to be tested as much as possible. Just the way it should be. Obviously, we talked about a lot of offense, though. Kind of switch things over to the defensive side of the ball, right? When you look over on the defensive side of the ball, obviously we know you lose Izzy and you lose Jermaine Johnson to transfer. But remember who we have behind them with Adam Anderson and Nolan Smith. Adam Anderson, in my opinion, was a better pass rusher. He's got more speed off the edge. Not hand hands, you know, hands is a little bit different, but his speed off the ball. Adam Anderson's going to have a fucking field day this season. He's not he's not behind anybody right now. And, and that's going to show. Not discrediting Aziz, because obviously he, my man is about to be a first-round pick. But Adam Anderson will feast this year, having more reps on the field. There's a possibility that you could see him get more. Uh, now, do do understand, 
only 10 games this year with the 11 being, well, actually 10 games. Yeah. There's a good chance that uh, Adam Anderson could have more uh, of an impact than Aziz, at least from a pass rushing standpoint. And Nolan Smith, don't forget Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith has that blend of speed and size to, to make problems on the edge as well. I, I do think that Adam is going to have a little bit more of a, an edge there with his speed off the ball. The kid, kid's a freaking nature when it comes off the ball. Watch his tape. Kills kills tackles. Automatically puts him into shitty situations. So that's, you know, just talking about the front line, you know, we'll kind of break it down the whole defensive. So I know I was talking about secondary, and I think that's where everybody wants to hear. Do understand, though, that all the defense has got its own situations as well. Um, you know, and looking at the D-line, D-line is set, right? The D-line is set. Obviously, we know Jordan Davis. We know uh, Jalen Carter. You, then you look at um, <clears throat> Devontae Wyatt. It's just so much talent right there, so much talent. Obviously, you have Ty- Tyreon Ingram Dawkins coming in. Obviously, it's just beautiful to see, right? Trayvon Walker, how's he going to make an impact, right? You know he's going to. Kid's almost 300 pounds. He's going to, and he's fast. He's going to make an impact. Our front seven is about to be very stacked. Now, the linebackers is, like I said, where we have to make sure that Nicobe Dean, MJ Sherman, you know, they get healthy, you know, get Sori, get Monda in those reps, right? Just in case they need to get their name called, they'll be ready. I think if you do that right there, you'll it, everything will be squared away. And, you know, the front seven will be set. But everybody knows that the secondary is the big question here. And it's not just – it's not it's not even the safety positions, right? You're looking at cornerbacks. Everybody's worried about that. You look at losing Stokes. You look at losing DJ Daniel. Tyson Campbell, right? You lose all three of those cornerbacks. Tyreek Stevenson transfers to Miami. That's four guys, three cornerbacks and your star. And you lost Richard LeCount at your safety. That's a ton of talent off your secondary right there, right? But if there's one team to bounce back from that, it's Georgia. And and just it's, it all stems down to how much talent we have recruited at that position and the whole secondary, really. Now, experience – is not there as much, especially at the cornerback position. Safety, obviously, you look at Lewis Seen and Chris Smith. Those guys played multiple games. Now, obviously, Chris Smith came on in replacement of Richard LeCount, especially toward the end of the year after uh, LeCount's injury. You saw Chris take over for the sa- uh, for LeCount's safety spot. Everybody knows Lewis Seen is going to make an impact in the secondary this year that's just that's just the way it is right if you if you made me bet that he's going to get a targeting penalty i'm going to bet that he does unfortunately the kid's a headhunter and you know you look back in the days of greg blue right this kid would fit perfectly in those days but it's not to it's not the years pass i want him to obviously i want him to keep that mentality but we got to temper those things down because if what I'm and where I'm going with that is if scene goes out, what happens, right? 
That's the key. You have major burns, right? And you you know you have those guys right there, but it's 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 thin right now. So you have to kind of play careful if you're seen. But at the end of the day, you do want to keep him doing what he's best at. So it's going to be interesting to see that, right? How does the depth play out, especially in the safety role? Because the safety is more of a comfort spot right there in the secondary to me. But the depth is the issue there. You know, you've got major burns, like I said, and we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, looking at what Kirby said, every player on the team is a potential cornerback right now. Maybe he's right. I don't know. I, I definitely see maybe Lavoisier Carroll coming from running back to play DB. Kirby's done it before. Took Tate Crowder, running back, moved him into a um, linebacker, and you saw what happened there. It can be done. Kirby knows what he's doing. But we'll see. But I think, obviously, you look at you look at the cornerback situation. You look at Keely Ringo. Obviously, didn't do anything last year, cover, uh, recovering from shoulder surgery. But he took a lot of mental reps. Everybody knows how fast this kid is. If you haven't saw the picture of the, uh, that viral workout image, you need to do yourself a favor. The kid can run 22 plus. All right. There's 22, 23 miles an hour. That is blazing fast. So the recovery speed is there. Getting him the, you know, getting him the experience, you know, that's one of the things that, like I said, obviously everybody knows experience in the cornerback is going to be an issue. And, and our defensive front seven is going to help this. That you Being ready and getting them the reps in the spring is going to be so crucial for our, our secondary. So you look at, you look at Keeley as more or less going to be pencil. I'd say you have to kind of pin him down as a, uh, as a starter, right? But then you look at that other cornerback position, and who's going to take that over? Obviously, you've got Nylon Green, long body, 6'3", almost 200 pounds, great ball skills, can run, can hit. You know, you got that right there. You got Amir Speed, um, Jalen Kimber, right? All these guys are coming in and battling for that second spot. So it's going to be interesting to see who takes over as the second starting corner. And this is why the and this is why spring practice is so important. My opinion, I think you look at you know obviously starting against Clemson. I think you have to put Keeley out there. Might be able to. It might be uh, a mere speeds time. Um, I, I think you're going to look. At, I think you're going to look at either a mere speed or Jalen Kimber as your as your second starting corner. Uh, Nylon Green right behind them. But then you also look at the most important position in the secondary, the star position. And I think right here, because this position is so important, you have to be smart. You have to be able to cover. You have to be able to go down and tackle. I think you have to almost pencil in Latavius Brini as a star there. I, I, I'm going to predict that that's the case this year. He's going to be the star against Clemson. I think that's just what has to be done. He's we saw what happened in Cincinnati. His ability to set the edge, get off of blocks and go from there, right? 
That's that's a big deal. But he's also able to cover, and we saw his closing speed, right? We saw the speed and everything like that. To me, that sets him up to be the star. I think he can blitz and everything come off the edge as well and blitz as well. So there's your star right there. But you also need to set up some depth as well behind that. You know, who's going to take over the star position if he goes down? Which stems back to the issue in in the secondary depth and experience. You know, who do you put back there, right? That's going to be the interesting part. You know, looking into that, obviously, I think you you I think Kirby probably will look into the portal uh, to get some experience, uh, even if it's not a starter, it, it's depth, right? Obviously, everybody's kind of keeping their eyes on Darian Kendrick. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, though, considering uh, you know him being in the news for those charges being arrested. Um, I, I think it was just misdemeanors, but still. You know, I don't necessarily see that being a huge detriment to him, um, but it could definitely impact where he goes. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I do think Kirby hits the I, – I, I think it does happen. It's just a matter of who, right? And, and looking at it, now that spring practices are about to start around the NCAA, you know, around the whole college landscape, this is Kirby's – you know, this is what Kirby's been waiting for, right? Especially once spring practices are over with and you kind of get a feel for who's starting where, right? More than likely, you're going to see guys bounce. And that's where Kirby's going to bounce and pounce. It's just going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Wait it out. You know, maybe he does add Kendrick, right? I still think you could also go somewhere else with that. I, You know, you don't know who is going to pop into the portal depending on the situation, right? We don't know. I'm excited to just, I'm just excited to see what happens who enters the portal. So my eyes are going to be there because that's a big deal for Georgia. We need the experience and we need the depth because if we land Kendrick, I can about assure you it is going to be Keely Ringo and Darian Kendrick to start the year because Kirby's going to want experience. This is the way it's going to be. Anyways, I think if those four topics right here accomplished, you know, or, or get accomplished, I should say, right? If we figure out, if we figure out, or let the guys come back off the of injury, heal and avoid injuries, situate the offensive line, figure out who your starting five are, get them as, you know, let these guys battle, right? The offensive, the whole offensive line, let them battle. Because that's you're going to see what they're made of, and the best five will show themselves. You know, we don't have to sit here and push somebody out of a natural spot. We can find their natural spot just based off of the depth and the quality of talent across the line, right, all the way down from top to bottom. We have that luxury. Guys will get put back into their natural positions, and that will only make our deep, our, our offensive line better. But we need to find the right, the starting five. And like every year, that's what happens. The offense as a whole, mainly in the in the run game, or I mean, they're not run game, the pass game. 
build chemistry, right? Find out what niche these guys have, right? JT Daniels, build that chemistry with Arian Smith. He's a breakout. It's a breakout year waiting to happen. It's just the way that's got to be. Obviously, we know Pickens, Burton, right? It's going to be fun to see. And then, obviously, in the secondary, get your guys ready to go. Get them as many reps as you can. Find your starters in the secondary. More so the cornerbacks. Get Brainy in the star and let him go to work. But on that note, that is all we have for today's show, folks. And on, and wait for the next episode of the GATA podcast. But that is all. Have a great day and go dogs, baby. If you've never heard of the 7-6 apparel company, do yourself a favor and listen closely. They're based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they offer 12 different collections of apparel. Some of those include your Georgia Bulldogs, the Atlanta Braves, Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee, just to name a few. They offer several different services as well to include screen printing, DTG printing, embroidery, and more. You also have the ability to design your own custom t-shirt or you can do wholesale for your business. Do yourself a favor and check out the 7-6 at the76.com. That is all we have for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in and stopping by. We're on multiple music platforms, and you can also find us at anchor.fm forward slash GATA podcast or GATA podcast.buzzsprout.com. Until next time, I hope you have a great day and go dogs.